I want to become a millionaire because that's the mindset that people have. Buy low, sell high, right? What's your thoughts on, on the whole craze of making millions from Bitcoin? So today I got a special guest on the line, Sergey. One thing that I, I, I'm a dividend investor. So you guys know I like to make money investing in dividend paying companies and get that dividend payment on a quarterly basis. Crypto is something that I've always known about and been interested in, but I bought some some Litecoin back in 2017, but that's pretty much all that happened. But the beginning of this year, I actually learned that you can make passive income from crypto. And there are a couple of ways that I make passive income, which is the thing that kind of got me interested into crypto. And then also talking to my friend, Sergey, he's been investing in, in crypto for a, a long time now. Now, Sergey, tell me a little bit about your background in crypto, how you got into it, what you think of it, and then we'll jump into some some basic questions and like how to make passive income yeah. with crypto. Yeah, sure. So I am I'm a software engineer and so I'm kind of like in that tech space most yes. of the time, right? That's kind of part of my work. So um I've heard about Bitcoin when Bitcoin was uh started kind of popping up uh in the news. Uh, right around 20, uh, 2013, 2014, something 20, like that. That's when I heard about crypto also. But I only yeah. knew about mining back then. I didn't know you could like actually buy crypto on like a stock exchange. Yeah. And this was uh, at the time, I honestly didn't really even pay attention, to, pay much attention to what it even is. And, you know, I just knew it was some kind of currency, digital currency and stuff like that. And it's kind of a shame because of my background. Like I should have been, I should have been jumping yeah. on this. But uh, I didn't actually start investing until 2016 and 2017. So about the same time you you started. Um, and I remember just buying Bitcoin for like... Bitcoin? I think, yeah, I started with Bitcoin um, right around... I think I was purchasing it at 250, right around 250. I think... Are you serious? It, wow. It, at that time, it crashed from be, be, its high be, for like $1,000, I believe. In 2017, did it, did it not... Did it not go up all the way to like 17K? Yeah, I think so. I think it was... And in December, and then right, it crashed? Yeah, it, it went past, uh, I think it was like 1,200 or something like that. Okay. And then and then it crashed back to seven, right around 750, hovered around 750 for a while. And then it crashed all the way back to like 200, $250. And that's when I'm like, I'll just buy some, like, why yeah. not? You know, so it's like, I have no idea what this is still. But it's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, at that point, it went from like, what, $14 in 2014 13 or whatever to to 250 i'm like well this thing is appreciating right yeah and then so i just bought some as a kind of a yolo investment and then you know ended up ended up kind of paying off pretty well um so that's kind of how i got exposed to it and i started like learning about it and you know what it's based on you know because a lot of you know bitcoin isn't just you know currency it's also a very interesting technology that kind of spurred a lot of technological advancements in other crypto projects like Ethereum and, you know, um, and other things now. So it's. So what, like, what are some of the cryptocurrencies that are on the top of your list right now? So you got Bitcoin, but are there any others? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, uh, so Bitcoin's number one. Um, I'm also, I also hold Ethereum, um, Ethereum, Cardano. And there's a, also a lot of interesting, there's a couple of interesting projects in the DeFi space, which is Polkadot and Chainlink. 
Okay. And uh, so that's, I have just a little bit of that. My primary holdings are basically uh, in the top, top 10, top 20 uh, uh, coins on the market, basically. But based I, on, always, based on the, the market cap, pretty much? Based on the market cap, yeah. Okay. And you can go to coin, uh, coin market cap. And that's, basically that's like, like my favorite website to keep track of like all these different coins and which one yeah, is yeah. the most, um, I, I actually have it up right now on a different screen and I see that. So Bitcoin number one, Ethereum number two, mm -hmm. um, Binance coin, Tether or Tether, XRP, Cardano, <laughs> Dogecoin. <laughs> and, yeah, Dogecoin, of course, the yeah. meme, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, so even for myself, I, I bought like about five, yeah, five Litecoin back in 2017 mm -hmm. for a little over a hundred dollars. So I spent like $500 and a couple of extra cents to buy, um, Litecoin back in 2017. And I bought it right before I bought it early December, right before it spiked all the way up and then it just crashed. Mm -hmm. And while I was holding on to it, like I'm not making any money from it. So I'm like, okay, I've been holding on to, um, to my Litecoin since 2017. But then in the beginning of this year, I learned about how to make some passive income with the different cryptocurrencies that you that you own. That's really what sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. And like right now, I have a little bit over, I want to say 24K to 25K invested into Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Cardano. Those are my four. Yeah. Now, when it comes to just taking a step back for the beginners, when it comes to cryptocurrency, what actually is a cryptocurrency? Yeah, I think I think in order to understand what cryptocurrency is, you kind of have to look at what it's based on, right? All of these projects are based on something called the blockchain. And uh, without like diving into the technical side of it, right? Mm -hmm. like you, in, in order to get what the blockchain is, you, you have to you have to kind of see what concept it's based on, which is something that like humans have been using for a very, very long time. It's in its bookkeeping. It's basically like, you know, if, if, you know, if you're a business owner, you want to know how much money you're spending on things, right? You want to know what your business account balance is. So in order to track all of that, you basically put it in a journal and, you know, this is how much I spent today. And this is what my, you know, after this financial transaction, this is what my account balance is, right? Then you can yep. use that, you know, when it's time to pay taxes, you can use that for audits, you can use it for all kinds of things. So that's kind of the, that's kind of what blockchain is under the, you know, the, the underpinnings of blockchain is basically just a simple bookkeeping. We also call it ledger in the business, in the business world, world, it's called the ledger, financial ledger. Now, the problem with that is, is that it's, uh, if you look at this log, right, every entry depends on the entry in the, the previous entries in the, in the, in the book. So if you remove exactly. an entry in the log, you basically, it breaks it breaks the integrity of the entire law. Yes. So the actual account value is not right anymore. So you kind of have to, you're, you're basically, it's, it's done. You can throw it away. And so that's one issue with it. The other issue is that, you know, technically, uh, typically there's one or maybe like a team of people that's responsible for the integrity of the ledger, right? So if it's a company, it's usually a team of uh, finance people, uh, accountants or whatever that, that are basically, they can tamper with the ledger. Exactly. Um, I mean, realistically how often does it happen i mean in some companies you know we know some companies do that you know they're usually in the news when that happens and it's it's not good news yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, so it's possible and those are 
those are kind of the, the problems. The idea behind the ledger is very solid, uh, but the you know there's there's in order to implement it at mass scale, basically for something like what what blockchain is, you have to fix these issues, and that's what that's what a blockchain does. It basically takes this idea and tries to digitize digitize it um, and make it more secure and make it more secure. Yeah, and it's basically so in 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 the blockchain you, you have you know transactions written into something called blocks. Yep. Uh, you know, this is versus like literally a piece of paper in the, in the ledger, right? In the old yep. ledger. And so once a block gets to a certain size, it gets added to the chain, the blockchain. And so um, now this is where the craziness happens, right? There's a, this is very technically difficult task, um, requires a lot of energy, especially for Bitcoin. Um, so what basically happens is, uh, you know, you, in order to create the block, um, it needs to get through a certain size of transactions. And so you have these people we call miners who are basically minting these blocks. So they're doing a lot of computationally intensive tasks to basically make this block ready to be added to the blockchain. Uh, when it's ready, it's, it's, it gets announced to something called the uh, blockchain nodes. So Bitcoin or blockchain is especially like a Bitcoin blockchain is basically just a, it's just a computer network, um, a computer network of like these interconnected nodes, basically. And everything and is decentralized pretty much. Everything is decentralized because every node basically contains a copy of the blockchain on it. So when a yep. miner basically says, oh, I got this block ready, let's go ahead and add it. Every single block gets basically gets to verify whether the information that's in this new block is actually valid. Exactly. And and not only that, once they once once each block verifies that it is valid, it it then tells other blocks about the hey, there's a new block on the blockchain now, and that's how they basically share this information. And so this new block can, that gets this information can also do the same verification process. Now, so it's, at any point it doesn't it doesn't verify that block is not going to get added, and the miner is not going to get paid for the work uh, that they did basically. So uh, because. To Two quick yeah, questions. Right. Is it safe to say that there would be no Bitcoin without the blockchain technology? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's can I the block can the blockchain technology be used for something else besides cryptocurrencies? Yeah, there's many uh, there's many uses uh, for this type of technology. Um, like if you, you know, a lot of there's been a lot of chatter about using this for voting. You know, because mm-hmm. once you once you put your transaction, or let's say your transaction could be a vote, right? It doesn't have to be a financial transaction; it could yep. be a vote. Uh, once you put that into a block, it takes an incredible amount of energy. Like for Bitcoin, it takes an incredible amount of energy to change that chain. Once Got the it. block gets attached to a blockchain, and every block has basically like a pointer back to the previous block that the it was once attached to, that linkage is takes an incredible amount of effort to break it's it's it 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 costs a lot of money because it's it costs a lot of energy to do that for a bunch of miners to break that link that's called the 51 percent attack in in a blockchain now when you say mining Mm -hmm. do i need to pick up an axe and a shovel and start mining bitcoin somewhere what what is uh, mining for bitcoin or mining for cryptocurrency what is that actually a mining uh, again without diving into the technical yeah. side it's basically a cryptographic challenge so it's something that your computer 
Uh, so as a miner, you basically own these farms of, you know, like of servers and computers. Servers, yeah. It's something that your computer is going to spend a lot of time spinning its wheels doing to, to basically come up with the correct response to this cryptographic challenge, basically. Which is like a math problem. Exactly. It's a, just a very difficult math problem. Yeah. For, and for, you know, as, as the blockchain grows, the, uh, the complexity of this challenge increases. So it takes more time and more energy for, uh, for miner to actually mine a block. Now, what would be the benefit of mining? Like, why would I want to mine? Like, what, what would I get out of mining? Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app. Or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. Uh, well, it's so every miner is in, is basically gets gets rewarded for the for the block that they mine. So okay. they um, at one point it was actually very lucrative. Back in you know in 2010, 11, 12, 13, like th- those years, it was you could you could mine Bitcoin on your computer. Like you basically you know that's how a lot of the call they call them the whales, the Bitcoin whales. That's how yep. they got their Bitcoin. Is they literally mined it on their computer, so you could mine it. On a on a CPU, it was just it's it was a very computation computationally inexpensive process. Then you have to get then you have to get uh, you couldn't do it on on the CPU anymore. You have to get it do a gra- get a graphics card and basically mine it on a graphics card. And now you have basically you have farms of these giant these giant farms that basically mine Bitcoin and they all get rewarded for it. So if you're operating in an area where you know electricity is cheap you know which um i guess a lot of places in china are like that because they they own a lot of uh they own not a it's a pretty significant portion of the of 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 all of the miners um but miners again are very uh equally distributed among different nations um but like anywhere where electricity is cheap it could be like a pretty beneficial thing for you to be doing maybe this is you know you can set up a little farm and basically start mining. The problem with that, obviously, is that you're essentially wasting a lot of energy. That's that's one of the kind of like the uh, the criticisms of of something like a Bitcoin blockchain is it wastes a lot of energy in order to process these blocks and and attachments to the blockchain. So it's uh, um, but yeah, it's it's I would say right now it's probably very difficult business to get into uh, for a normal. Uh, Bitcoin investor, just because it, okay. it takes an incredible amount of computing power to to basically mine a block, um, but it is something that you know there's still that there's still companies that basically operate at scale, and some of them are like publicly trading companies now. Gotcha. And all they do is basically mine Bitcoin. That's their business. That's their core so. Business. So when they mine Bitcoin, they get rewarded in in Bitcoin also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they now, get rewarded I, in Bitcoin. Yeah. I also heard that some countries and even some governments, like China. Mm-hmm. They are mining like mining Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies like crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, China has always been like at the forefront of the 
you know, the, the mining industry. Um, and I don't, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, there's a lot of issues with the, with the Chinese government basically. And, you know, they have a lot of power and basically they have the, the ability to take away your funds if they really wanted to. So a lot of people wow. are kind of blocking to crypto and that's kind of what started the whole um, minor trend in, in China. It's yep. just like it's a, it's a you know you can it's it's currency that no one essentially can can take away from you unless they 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 know you're basically unless you you give them the private key uh, to your wallet um so yeah so china has been at the forefront but again it's uh the 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 entire blockchain like i don't want to i don't want to make the sound like you know they're they are the soul miners that are not the United States also has a, has a lot of miners, and so basically, the if you look at the geographical locations of miners, basically they're pretty evenly distributed. Okay. The biggest countries are probably going to be like China, United States, Russia. You know. Um, okay. Now there. you mentioned something, a wallet. So let's say you've bought your Bitcoin on a stock exchange or um, a Bitcoin, a crypto exchange, and or you're mining it and you got some crypto where do you store it like how do you keep it how do you know where your bitcoin is is it somewhere on the cloud is it in a digital wallet is it in a physical wallet like how does all that work yeah so typically for a lot of people you know they they can purchase bitcoin on something like coinbase yeah which is a very finance yeah binance there's a lot of there's a lot of exchanges you know, I would typically probably recommend going with somebody like who is, uh, you know, trusted like Binance, Bitcoin, or I'm sorry, Binance, Coinbase. Um, so all of these exchanges will offer a wallet for whatever currency that they're, or cryptocurrency that they're allowing you to purchase on their exchange. So so are you telling me that they will send me a physical wallet in the mail? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a digital wallet. It's a digital, digital okay. currency, right? So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's basically, it's... Um, it, it's a wallet that you can use to store your currency on the exchange. Um, now, the the security of the wallet is, you know, you, that, that's why I'm saying you have to kind of trust the company because yep. the security of, of the wallet depends on the, uh, um, you know, this, the security of the of the, the security practices of the of the actual company that runs the exchange. So, but it's it's a digital digital wallet. It has its okay. own address. Um, uh, usually, it's a it's a long, uh, you know collection of like characters and numbers or, or like uh, yeah and then uh so in order to transfer money you basically it's you know you you know your address and you know the address of the wallet that you transfer exactly. money to and that's you know it's just enter one and the other press send and you're done so um, when when i moved for example some crypto cryptocurrency from coinbase to BlockFi mm -hmm. or from coinbase to to binance or any other place that i'm transferring it to I did notice that each individual crypto has its own wallet. So in Coinbase, let's say I have Bitcoin and Ethereum. You have a Bitcoin wallet and an Ethereum wallet. Yeah, that's that's uh, this is kind of the complexity of crypto is yep. that there's just so much to, to take in. Like you have these you have these different currencies and different currencies, you know, trying to solve a different thing. And it also has its own wallet. And on top of that, if you happen to, by mistake, move your, for example, your Bitcoin to an Ethereum wallet, you will probably lose it forever. Now, so the, the chain is pretty unforgiving, unforgiving for things like that. Now, and that's kind of like 
why why is it set up like that because once people are once it's becoming the, the more i see it becoming mainstream you're not going to be moving over like five dollars in bitcoin ten dollars yeah. you might do a thousand dollars so yeah, let's yeah. say you accidentally moved it to an ethereum wallet why has the pretty much like why has it been set up like that why not just block it or give an error message or tell you that oh we haven't been able to transfer your your crypto because it's going to the wrong wallet why just like just lose all your crypto that seems kind of kind of harsh yeah it's uh um it's the the problem is is crypto is still like developing it's still you know pretty much in a in a pretty heavy development phase um and it's it's just we're we're you know we went from basically having like two projects in the entire ecosystem right bitcoin and ethereum to you know thousands now i think there's like i think four or five thousand projects on in the in on the coin market cap yeah when i, when I check this like over four thousand yeah so you're basically like we went from two to that number and yeah. and now we're we're talking about okay how do we just make a wallet that understands all of these different cryptocurrencies so it's it's a pretty difficult challenge because every blockchain operates in a in a different way so are, so are you saying having one wallet for all those different cryptocurrencies so so that can happen um for so if you, if you kind of look at some of the coins that are available right you have you have ethereum and you also have a lot of coins that are based on the ethereum blockchain and so um they they're called the uh i think it's ecr20 tokens okay. uh, basically that's that's anything that's based on the ethereum chain so those wallets are um are, are basically like you only need one to 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 host all of these ECR20 tokens or basically any any cryptocurrencies based on Ethereum. Okay, so uh, so just one wallet, and if you if you hold like 10 or 20 tokens, you, you that's all you need. Now you cannot move your Bitcoin into that because again, Bitcoin is just a different different type of blockchain. Exactly. So there are projects that are currently in the works that you know this is kind of where DeFi comes in, right? DeFi is the new kind of like uh, um, decentralized finance exchange, you know, uh, concept that's uh that's that's the new trend of of 2020 and 2021 in the blockchain where it basically it tries to link like some of these projects and uh, and be able to like um seamlessly trade you know one coin to the other gotcha. it's, it's just a it, it's it's all of that is you know it's fairly fresh and we're we're probably getting to the point where you know we're at, at some point and I agree with you in order for this to, to go mainstream and for a lot of people to use that, you have to kind of eliminate some of these complexities, right? Like yeah, you're yeah. Saying. And, and some of them are just, it's, yeah, I, I don't know the technical side of why it's, why you can't just say, Hey, you know what, this is not a Bitcoin address. I can't send Bitcoin there. I don't know what the technical aspects of that, of, of like why that's not possible. Um, but I think that's something that we'll probably be solving or the, or the ecosystem will be solving uh, probably in the next few years where you're most likely going to end up with just one wallet containing all of this. Okay. And I, so, I think there's, there's, there's projects like, like Chainlink, which I believe like try to try to kind of like put it all, all of this ecosystem kind of like try to combine it basically and, and uh, make it less complex to use. And uh, so that's, okay. Again, so, I don't how I don't know how far we are from that, but there's yeah. definitely efforts to move. 
So last time you were at the at the hookah bar, <laughs> I remember you telling me about a physical wallet, like the Ledger, Nano, etc. Yeah, what yeah. what's what's the difference between the digital and the physical? What 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 are some of the benefits? And I know you have, I think, a Ledger. And I'm actually looking at buying. I was talking to my brother. I've been thinking about buying the Ledger from Amazon. But pretty much, what what's the why would you want to have a physical wallet? You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so physical wallets are... Or a hard wallet. Hard wallet, yeah. They're they're basically... uh, So when when you purchase... Bitcoin or whatever Ethereum on Coinbase, you you store that you store that money, you store that those coins on Coinbase. So, like I said before, you're essentially relying on the security of Coinbase to to make sure that your you know your funds are safe. Um, now, if something were to happen, and it has happened before, um, where we had this is you know back in the early days of crypto, I think it was like 2014 or something. Um, where uh, basically a, an exchange got hacked and a lot of people lost money. Um, you know, you don't really, that, that's outside of your control. You're not gonna be able to do, you're not gonna be able to do much, right? You're kind of, re- again, you're relying on the exchange to recover those funds. And so if you kind of wanna eliminate that security aspect, right? The security issue uh, with the exchange, just potential security issues. What you can do is basically uh, get get yourself a digital like a, a an actual hardware wallet, um, which again just gives you a you know once you start using it it you know it's got it's got its own address, and it's got its own private key which you have to record uh, on a piece of paper basically in case you ever have to like uh, uh, recover recover your your wallet basically. Um, and uh, so you're going to store that in a safe place and you, you have your you have your wallet address. You just move funds from your Coinbase or whatever exchange to your wallet. And that that wallet is now way more secure than it would be online, basically, in like an online exchange like Coinbase. But at the same time, the security of this wallet is now in your hands. Right. Exactly. So now you have to maintain. So there's there's definitely some some drawbacks to. Um, you know, uh, having a physical, a hard wallet. Yeah, because it's what happens if your house burns burns down, right? Exactly. So you have to make sure you keep it in a safe place. Now, you know, so th- so that's that's another thing. Is like, is it worth the hassle? Because for the most part, these exchanges, like, are pretty are secure, very safe. Yeah, I, and I would say there's probably like a certain amount of holdings that you would have to have in crypto in order to consider uh, moving funds over to like a hardware wallet. And it entirely depends on your like how comfortable you are. With yeah, that. because I was talking to my brother about the hard wallet, and they make it so small that it looks like a keychain. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to walk around with the heart wallet in my pocket. If I have, let's say I have 25K invested in Bitcoin and it spikes up to 100K, I'm not going to be walking with a wallet with 100K in crypto in my pocket. So it's going to have to be in a safe space. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. There's people that do all kinds of crazy things, right? People yeah. that bought Bitcoin in you know early days. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them do keep their stuff on the, their their current their bitcoins on the uh, on something like a ledger. And I mean, there's just like all kinds of different security schemes you can employ. Like people keeping their security phrases in three different places, like so that if one gets lost, you still have the other the other one stored somewhere else. I mean, you can get like a safety deposit box and like store your hardware wallet there, uh, you know, so it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of complexity uh, with something that, that sounds like a pretty novel idea. Like, yeah, I, I, I care about my funds, right? I want to keep them secure. And so I'll get like a hardware wallet and just, yep. you know, uh, but again, it also gives you the, the, the freedom to do whatever you want with your funds. Um, you know, let's say Coinbase goes down because, um, you know, there was a spike in trading activity and they couldn't handle it. And for some reason, they, their basic, their exchange shut down and all of a sudden you can't really move your funds around. Yeah. So that it prevents you from like, it, 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 it saves you from these types of events where it's not necessarily hacked, but it's like, you know, for whatever reason, it could be a technical issue. You don't have access to your funds. Whereas if it's on the actual hardware wallet, you'll always be able to exchange your access access your funds yep so talking about crypto and i know back in the day back in in 2013 2014 it was a lot harder to buy crypto it's a lot easier now because you have exchanges such as binance and coinbase Mm -hmm. but let's say i'm a i'm new to crypto and i want to become a millionaire because that's the mindset that people have buy low sell high right what's your thoughts on on the whole craze of making millions from Bitcoin, because that's why a lot of people are jumping into crypto. So they see Bitcoin was 6K or something back in March of 2021, and it jumped all the way to past 60K this year. So people get crazy. They're like, okay, let me jump into Bitcoin. Let me put all my money into Bitcoin. Even let me take my retirement income, put it in Bitcoin because I'm going to be a millionaire within a month. Like what, what's your, what do you think about people that have that mindset and like, what's your thoughts on, on the whole craze that's going on right now? Because some of these crypto, crypto is extremely volatile. So you can make a, a lot of money quickly, but you can also lose a lot. What's your, what's your thoughts on, on the whole craze pretty much? Yeah, I, I, think, I'm, I, I think almost everyone that enters the space is just going to lose money the first time they're in it. Like, it's Interesting. like I lost money. And, it's, it's, and the reason why it's like that is because you're so, you're, you're, you're kind of seeing everything, literally everything move up. Like in 2017, at the height of the market, I think 2017, 2018, like anything you put your money in was going up. Yeah, my, my Litecoin tripled. Yeah, it, it was nuts. It was like, so so a lot of people see that and they're like, well, you know, I'll just buy this, this and that. So they're buying all of these, you know, these uh, crypto projects that are basically, for the most part, you know, there, I know there's like 4,000 of them, but the, most of them were worthless. You know, it's just a lot of them are scam and it's, you know, so it's, it's, uh, they're, they're basically just dumping money into all this stuff, hoping to make profit. And, you know, at some point they do, but it's eventually you kind of end up losing money because, uh, the people that bought it, you know, months ago or a year ago, 
end up selling on you. So like basically you end up essentially with, you know, people calling the crypto holding the bag. So you're like, you're, you're essentially holding the coins that someone dumped on you because they bought early and already <laughs> like 300, 400% up, you know? Yeah. So, and so that's kind of like what you learn when you're in the market for the first time, you're, um, it's, it's very difficult not to FOMO in. Um, and, and it's like, if you're a responsible investor, you're, you're, what, what I think, and again, this is, this is kind of what, how I would go about it. The, it's in the, in the bull market. If you buy in the bull market that we're in right now, it's, it's an opportunity to make money. But if you're buying in the bear market of crypto, it's an opportunity to become wealthy. And so that's, that's the difference. The difference is doing your due diligence, researching projects and investing into things that make sense to you when nobody's talking about it in the news, when nobody is, you know, when nobody talks about crypto, basically, which, you know, crypto goes through phases of like, you know, I don't know, every, every three, four years, we're in a, we're in a bull market and each bull market gets longer. And each, I think each bear market, I don't remember if bear markets get shorter or longer, but like you basically have these periods of accumulation where prices are either going down or they're just moving side, side, uh, sideways. And, and, you know, it's that, those are the time to times to buy, you know, it's like, uh, the time to buy Cardano was, you know, for example, was probably, you know, you were still in a pretty good spot, you know, like in December, basically. Yeah. Because Cardano was trading below a, a buck. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those were, those are the best times to buy people that are buying right now. Again, it's, it's, um, there's still an opportunity to make money. Yeah. Um, if, again, if, you, if you play the long-term game. Yeah. Yeah. There's still an opportunity to make money. And, uh, you know, but again, it's, it's, uh, you, you do have to realize the risk that there are people that have been buying the, the projects that you're buying at the top of the market months ago. And so yep. they're sitting on a lot of profit and they can sell it. They can sell at any time tanking the price. So those are the things you have to realize. That's why FOMOing in is very risky. Um, you can, you know, if, again, if you know when to sell and when to buy, which no one does, like, you know, more power to you. But for the, for the most part, most people don't, right? And so they lose money. So and that's kind of what happens when people jump in and they see all the crazy numbers and, and you know, people buying stuff for cheap and then selling, like selling at a huge profit. It's, it's great until it just doesn't work out and dumps on you. So, so, so quick, quick tip. So the way I do it, definitely mm -hmm. you want to, Pay attention to which cryptos you're buying. So coinmarketcap.com, that's a good website to, to pay attention to. Because I look at the top 10, the top 20, I'm pretty much looking for which cryptos are here to stay. And I do a little bit of research on those. Get into the mindset of the creator. What's, what's, the, what's the end goal for the crypto? So for example, Cardano, you can do some research on that. You can even do some research on Ethereum. Something as simple as going to YouTube, looking at, at the founder, so Charles, who founded um, Cardano. And then I forgot his name. He has like a, a very hard name. You, you might know his name from, from Ethereum. So just Google their names or just jump on YouTube, do some research on, on their thought process and what the end goal is for their um, crypto. And another thing I use, so, so coming from a dividend investing background mm -hmm. and even like stock investing, I do use some um, technical analysis before I buy. And I think I, I texted you that like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to buy Cardano, but I'm using my technical analysis yeah. skills. So if you have a little bit of those 
like technical analysis skills, you should be able to to transfer those over to when you yeah, buy yeah. crypto. Absolutely. Now, yeah. let's get into the fun stuff because talking about crypto, interesting, but it, it can also get a lot more technical and, and boring. Let's talk about like how you can actually make money. So passive income. Yeah, we talked about buying low, selling high. That's what people usually think about. But what about a how can you make um, passive income with crypto? Yeah, so there's um, a lot of crypto projects now have something called staking, which uh, basically allows you to. It's kind of like a, a like a CD, uh, like the conventional uh, uh, CD accounts where you you lock up your funds for a period of time, you know, it's like five to 10 years and you accumulate a certain percentage of like interest rate on your funds. Um, so very similar to that, except that a lot of these projects are now don't even require you to lock your funds up. So um, for example, uh, Ethereum just just recently, uh, I, I think you can, you can stake Ethereum on Coinbase and I haven't, I think there was a waiting list on Coinbase where you could basically kind of jump in on it um and uh so you can right now if you were to sign up you could you can stake your ethereum on coinbase for like six or six percent or something oh, okay like that. okay which is uh i mean it's 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 pretty you know again coinbase i trust coinbase so you know it's a, yep. a pretty pretty solid return if you just you know if you're if you're planning on holding ethereum for a long time uh you know this is a why not right this is six percent is pretty good it's it's actually better than in, infinitely better at this point than anything you would get like on your funds in the bank right because uh, last time i checked my my savings account was at like 0.1 percent 0.01 or something yeah yeah so it's it's uh you know it's the returns are pretty great um you know there's so with cardano i don't know how ethereum staking works on coinbase I don't know if they actually lock your funds up for a period of time. I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I haven't really done much with staking yep. on, on Coinbase yet. With Cardano, it's it's uh, it's very different. You basically, for example, you can move your Cardano to uh, Daedalus, wallet. Daedalus, Exodus, Euro. Yeah, there's a number of wallets that basically support uh, delegating your funds, your Cardano funds, to a stake, and then um, typically the payout is uh, like. Like anywhere between Cardano. four and seven, four, six, seven percent. What I've yeah, noticed. Yeah, which is still pretty good, right? I and mean, then you get paid, I believe it's weekly. So you get paid, uh, like my payout is like, I think it's on a Monday, Monday morning or something like that. So it's a, again, if you're, if you're planning on holding in the bull market and just, or maybe long term, I don't know, whatever your timeline is, this is a great way to make like some, you know, some side income. And, and a lot of again, there's so there's Cardano. There's also like um, there's also sites like BlockFi, which basically allow you to open an account with them, transfer your um, Bitcoin or Ethereum, and stake with them for I think uh, their Bitcoin Ethereum is at 5.6 percent. Um, you can also stake stable coins there, uh, which is basically like any cryptocurrency that's pegged to U.S. dollars. So it has it, it will never be more than one dollar or less than one dollar. So, um, so pretty much with staking, what you're doing is you're you're using your your crypto in order to to help that um, that eco structure, right? So, correct, if yeah. transfers are being made, if anything is is happening on that that specific blockchain for that crypto, yeah. you're helping out the 
pretty much the ecosystem, which in turn rewards you by giving you a small payment in that specific cryptocurrency. So let's say if you're staking Cardano, you will get a small percentage back in Cardano. It's like making some passive income. And then yeah, Bit, um, Coinbase, I think you just need to hold your your crypto in Coinbase and you will automatic it will automatically stake, but I'm not too sure about that. Binance, it is like that in Binance, but Binance.us, but the amount of crypto that you can stake is pretty limited. Uh, Cardano is not even on the list. And then with BlockFi, BlockFi is more like a savings account. So they lent out your your crypto to bigger institutions and companies. And in return, you make a percentage back in interest, kind of like a savings account, but it's a lot higher. Um, Bitcoin yeah, and BlockFi is 6%. At the moment, it, it, it always fluctuates, of course. Yeah. Um, Ethereum, 5.25%. Litecoin, 6.5%. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, yeah. Yeah, and so with just like with everything else, right? There's this all sounds great, but there's also caveats. Like it's none of this stuff is FDIC insured. So if something oh, happens, yeah. you or you know, if if something happens, and you know, like not saying that obviously not saying the BlockFi is never going to run away with your money or anything like that. But like if there there is some kind of a hack or something like this, some kind of security issue, or um, and your funds are lost, there you know. It's it's on the company to repay you. It, nobody's going to step in and and basically there's no insurance company that's going to pay you out. So those are the things you have to kind of pay, pay attention to and consider when you're when you're um, staking your funds. Also with with things like BlockFi, um, you're it's, they essentially open a wallet for you, a digital wallet for your Bitcoin or Ethereum, and you're moving your funds from Coinbase or your your hardware wallet. That's what I BlockFi. Had to... So you're essentially giving up the private key of your funds to BlockFi. So if something were to happen, they're in total responsibility uh, of like maintaining your funds. Again, that's another security concern. Um, I'm not saying that anything can happen, anything will happen, but it certainly could. It's probably unlikely. BlockFi is pretty, pretty well regarded in the space. I think they're one of their biggest partners is Fidelity. Wow. Um, and so they're, yeah, they're pretty, uh, uh, they're doing pretty good. And yeah, like you said, the, uh, the funds, uh, essentially the way they make you money is by you contributing to the platform. So like for BlockFi, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's different ways they basically are able to pay you back. Uh, one of the ways is to essentially uh, provide the funds that you stake uh, for loans, for crypto loans. So if somebody wants to take a loan out on BlockFi, they can basically... They're essentially lending them your money and you know and then when they pay you back when when the money gets paid back they pay you the the interest yeah the interest and, on it. and blockfi is not the only player in town um celsius is one you, you got a couple of them pretty much so are those pretty much like the two main reasons the, the two main ways to make some passive income by staking and by using uh websites like blockfi or do are those two pretty much the main ways of making passive income or are there some additional ones because those are the only two that i know yeah those are those are pretty much the ones that's how i kind of that's what i use yeah uh, there might be other ways that you know i'm i'm not uh i'm not really familiar with with anything else that's as easy to use and it's pretty you know it's pretty uh pretty easy to set up for for, for a newbie right if yeah you're, if you're new to the space 
uh, staking is your friend. Like it's, it's really good to do. The one thing that I would recommend is, like I said, because, you know, with Cardano, it's pretty safe in the way, in a, the nature of the way you delegate to the stake, the money is in your wallet. So it doesn't actually leave your wallet. So it's actually a very, very safe way to delegate your, your, your Cardano or stake your Cardano and, and get paid because the money never leaves your, your wallet. It's very secure. Like with BlockFi and, and Coinbase, you know, that's not the case. You're actually, you're putting your funds in someone else's wallet to basically to, 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 to kind of delegate. So it's, you know, there's some, there's some drawbacks, but, uh, but overall, like, you know, my, my advice would be to, you know, with, with something, if there is a risk, don't put all of your eggs in the same basket. You know what I'm saying? So again, delegate what you're comfortable or stake what you're comfortable. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, maybe there's, maybe it's 20, 30%, whatever it is for you, right? It's different for every person, uh, whatever you're comfortable with. So just make sure that you are aware of the risk. Like it's, you know, none of the stuff is everyday ICU insured. You can't lose your money. Um, now, and so the, um, so Bitcoin, origin the original, there are some alt- altcoins and altcoins are alternatives because mm-hmm. when Bitcoin got introduced, there were a lot of programmers that wanted to take a different path and they didn't agree with how things were set up with Bitcoin. That's why like you have a, a Bitcoin fork, which is called Bitcoin cash, mm-hmm. but what are some of the alternative coins or altcoins that you are looking into right now and that are high on your list? Moving is right up there with death and divorce in the Stress Olympics. But fear not, turn that box of woes into a crate of woes with Moving Tips and the Life Beyond Boxes podcast with Premium Q Moving. Dive into the world of hassle-free moves, learn tips and tricks to save on cash and your sanity. Say goodbye to those moving meltdowns and hello to the smooth sailings. Or should we say smooth movings? Tune into Life Beyond Boxes with Premium Q Moving on lifebeyondboxes.com or find us on your favorite podcast platform. And with us, unpack the secrets to a stress-free move. Um, I think so basically, by the way, like Ethereum and, you know, even Ethereum is an altcoin, consider an altcoin, basically anything that's, that's, a, that's not Bitcoin is essentially your altcoin, or even though Ethereum is kind of like, has become like one of those, um, it's a name as big as Bitcoin now. So everyone thinks it's kind of like mainstream. Yeah. Uh, when I look at, when I look at coin market cap, of course, they're number two. So mm-hmm. Bitcoin has a market cap of, shoot, what is it? 900 billion yeah and then ethereum has 254 billion so mm-hmm. ethereum is not that far behind yeah and 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 the one thing that's uh that's that's a little bit misleading too is you know you can look at the coin market i i i tend to look at the top you know top 10 15 projects on coinmarketcap.com uh, which is the website that i go to to kind of like you know to th- that those are the projects that i focus on but the problem with that is also like just because a coin has a high market cap doesn't necessarily mean it's a good project. So you do gotcha. still need to do due diligence, right? Yep. In my opinion, like my holdings are basically like I probably have like 80% of my holdings in, in Bitcoin um, and about like 10, 10 to 15% in Ethereum. And, and then I've got some Cardano, Polkadot and Chainlink. Those are the only projects I'm looking at. And those are basically like, you know, Cardano is essentially kind of like a hedge against uh, Ethereum. Um, so 
usually the movements of Cardano are kind of like uh, they they counter the the movement of Ethereum. So if Ethereum starts like accumulating, Cardano usually starts moving. So it's uh and it's 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 kind of Cardano is also trying to fix a lot of issues of like that Ethereum struggles with like high fees and things like that. It's just a it's kind of like a um, usually that's the Ethereum is the project Cardano is like is is uh, compared to. Yeah, because. Um, Bitcoin is generation one, Ethereum is, I think, generation two, and then Cardano gener generation three, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so you basically, you basically have that. And then you have, you know, like the Polkadot and Chainlink, those are like, you know, those are like DeFi projects. That's just the, the trendy, that's the trend. So every kind of bull run has a trend attached to it. Yeah. And uh, this one started with DeFi and Polkadot and Chainlink are basically kind of like the, the two interesting players in that space that have, um, kind of proven that you know they're they're solid projects and you know so it's uh, those are basically the ones that I'm looking at. I don't I I again this is you learn this when you lose money. You you really yeah. don't want to like when you start going into like the two hundredth or whatever coin on the coin market cap. Like you're getting it's going to be pretty risky it's it's some risky stuff and that's where you know and not to say that you none of these things are you know um none of this none of these things are gonna basically uh i'm, I'm not saying that they're like scam or anything like that but there's yeah. definitely some questionable activity happens that happens in these projects and and so yeah you, you do you kind of need to research you know like cardano wasn't you know it, it it didn't jump to the top of the list like yeah. you know like this only happened recently so for a very long time it was it was you know it was a project that really not a lot of people talked about because it was a lot, a lot of it was just like hypothetical like it's it's phd level thesis basically from from charles essentially his ideas on what the blockchain should look like and then they kind of developed into into that so that's that's the stuff that you need to be aware of yeah but in in my opinion like i just look at top 10 top, top 15 that's kind of where I okay so so well sergey Dogecoin is number seven on the top ten. So of course, then it, it means it's a, it's it's one of those coins that I need to invest in, right? Yeah. So that's that's the problem with uh, going just by by the market cap. You get like exactly. Dogecoin and stuff like that, and it's yeah. This is it, man. Dogecoin is so it's the meme coin, right? Everyone flocks to it because it's cheap and it's like, they look at the price of Bitcoin and it's like, you know, it's like it's over 60K or it was last week. And, and, you know, Elon Musk is talking about it and it's like, yeah, he's tweeting about it. Yeah. It, and, and the thing is it's, it's Dogecoin has become the people's coin, right? It's just, yeah. it's, it, it, it kind of demonstrates the power of like, of, 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 of like getting people network. hyped up in, into buying something like a, a hot stock in this can, case a hot crypto but it's not the underlying value is like there's nothing yeah, there's no but utility he, behind it it's, but, it's but just, here's, here's the thing could they make it interesting and be like okay let's actually turn dogecoin into something that can actually benefit like how like we have the bitcoins the the ethereums the cardano could they do that could they like just flip the switch and be like okay you know what, let's actually take this to the next level and let's actually make it a utility that we can use. Yeah, and absolutely. I think if the team were to get together and like, hey, like, yeah. let's capitalize on this, on this, you know, on the fact that we are becoming the people's coin, right? It's like, yeah. it's one of those, it's, you know, we're, yeah, we're a meme and, you know, maybe, maybe we can build 
something off of that and become something more. Absolutely. I think it's, it's all, you know, it's in the power of the, you know, whoever is maintaining the project. I, I don't think that that's going to happen because uh, like, I'm pretty sure that Doge just kind of moves up every time we're in a bull market. Like yep. we, we like it eventually get everything eventually gets to a point where like everything moves up and this is just kind of one of those things. Yep. But uh, yeah, but it's just, like I said, Doge is kind of an interesting thing because it's uh, it's it's highlighting the power of the people to just like, you know, like this is the the coin on you know it's 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 like cheap everyone pile in and get some you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's like you know everyone's talking about it because it is it's 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 kind of like the the positive side of like humanity in, in crypto it's like you know it's fun you know and it's like nobody really takes it seriously it's just like it's one of those things that. Like, yeah, I have like a hundred dollars. I'll throw it in there. Let's just, it's kind of like gambling for normal people. You know, it's like, I have really zero Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't. It's it's yeah. like, it's like once you're, if you're serious, you, you will never ever uh, jump into it. If you're, you know, obviously like financial institutions will never be interested in it. So it's mostly people that are new to the space and they're just don't really know. There's not much to learn. Like it's like you said, there's no utility behind it. There's, there's no purpose. It's just a meme coin that was, I think it was a forked off of Bitcoin. Yep. And uh, and it's so it's just something fun that people want to like, you know, they want to participate, but don't really understand how things work. So they just kind of bind to this and just follow along, you know? It might be actually, maybe that's the purpose of, of Dogecoin. It's just, it's, it's you know, it's the gateway to crypto. It's like you buy a little I mean, bit and true, then you start because, paying attention. You know? Because it is, I mean, it, it dropped by, I don't know how many percentage. In the last few few days, so it's it currently says twenty six cents. Yeah. So if you're if you're a, if you're new if you're new to um to crypto and you're looking at because I'm looking at it right now, and you look at Bitcoin, which is like like what it's, it's like almost fifty k. Fifty k. And then you look at Dogecoin, twenty six cents. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I can buy a couple of Dogecoin. So maybe maybe that is a benefit of having Dogecoin. Yes, maybe it is the the coin that gets new people into buying crypto. Yeah. No. yeah. And honestly, this is why I think, I think people like Musk, Elon Musk like, like it because it's just, it's just a way for people to kind of like start browsing the crypto space. Yeah. Like realizing that, Hey, there's, there's potential here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not regulated by us banks. This is like completely new. And you know, this is, it's, it's literally, it's, it's, it's the new era of finance. And I think that's like, he, he it's it's not because he thinks that it's a good investment. This is my opinion. It's it's because he's this is just the gateway to like being able to figure out okay, what is this all about? Because you know, if you think about it, like buying into Bitcoin at this point at 60k is nuts. Like you have to for a normal per person like you and me, like buying this stuff is pretty it's pretty expensive, right? Yeah. And 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 it's like and and, and again, it's one of the one of the things in human brain is like you know, we want to own the whole thing. Exactly. To own the whole, one whole Bitcoin is 60K right now. To own one whole coin of uh, Dogecoin is like, it's, it's is not, like a 26 cents. Yeah, it's, less than a buck. Yeah. And, so and that, that's the sort of the benefit, even with the crypto that I have, Ethereum, Bitcoin, I own a fraction of Bitcoin. I don't mm -hmm. hold, own the whole Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So any... So we've talked about a lot. <laughs> we co we covered a lot. Any other websites that you use to to just 
keep an eye on the whole crypto space and any projects that you are working on at the moment that you want to share with with the audience yeah i i don't uh um i don't miss I, I do follow some people on youtube uh for like my daily crypto intake um and it's it's usually like i, I would absolutely suggest avoiding anyone who's trying to like introduce you to something that might 10x or whatever like that that's that's almost a recipe for disaster these people are making money off of you so completely like avoid doing the stuff i do follow people that that like do technical analysis and kind of uh basically explain the trends for like the daily trends the weekly trends kind of like the stuff you were talking about right where you're you wanted to get into cardano but you wanted to make sure you're buying it at the right time yeah the, that's that's kind of the um uh those kind of are the people that i that i that i tend to follow i don't really necessarily um i don't necessarily do anything else i um uh you know just crypto news, you know, stuff like that. I might, I might go through that one more time. For me, this is like, you know, I don't, I don't like, um, I don't live in the space like 24 seven. This is just something that, you know, and this is the beautiful things, right? If you buy in stuff yeah. that, that you believe in and stuff that is, is, um, you know, solid, solid projects, you don't have to worry about it. Like you just, you know, if you bought it at a good time, not in the middle of this crazy market, right. Where it can dump on you any day. Like you just kind of leave, set it and forget it. So this is kind of what I do. I, I just, I just browse trends, um, like talk, uh, listen to uh, people that kind of know what's going on. I think uh, one of the guys that I follow is Benjamin, Benjamin Cohen. Um, he posts stuff daily on YouTube, and he uh, um, he's really good at kind of explaining different different trends on the weekly, on the monthly, on like the cyclical basis and stuff like that. And that's basically what I do. I mean, you don't really need, you know, just, just research. Um, a lot of these projects have something called white papers. Um, you can kind of go read, uh, you know, what, what it's trying, what the project's trying to tackle. Some of these things are pretty, pretty technical. Um, so you can, you can just, again, YouTube's your friend. I mean, you can do like, just go Google or go YouTube and see if you can find, see if you can find like an easier explanation for some what what does cardano do what does the ethereum do like what is you know so um like man youtube is amazing right you just you yeah. just kind of have to ignore some of the stuff that is uh like people trying to sell you things um and uh so that's kind of that would be my strategy just kind of you know use uh use that there's awesome. a ton of smart people that basically can explain things very very well so and that's pretty much Sergey. That's pretty much what I've been doing. So jumping on YouTube a lot, just to there's so many tutorials on YouTube. Even what is crypto? What what's the BlockFi? I mean, what's the yeah. blockchain? And even like following Charles, who is the the founder of Cardano. He has his own YouTube channel, so I subscribe to his channel. Yeah. So it's it's really easy to get some information on like a particular crypto. And the white papers just go to the the main website of the crypto that you're planning on buying, they should have a link to their white paper, which will give you all the information that you need. A lot more actually that you need, it, it's gonna get a lot technical, a lot more technical. So that's why Sergey said, just go to, to YouTube or even online and, and try, to, try to do some research on your crypto. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. 
Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.